You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. The problem is probably inside your business. Hi, welcome to The Game Changers. Dale Dixon here along with Jason Jennings. Jason, hello to you. Uh, Dale, great to be with you again. Absolutely. So the topic today, trouble your business is having, is most likely coming from the inside. And uh, I have to tell you, when I heard this topic and when you sent this to me, I thought, okay, this is really something I want to sink my teeth into because uh, one thing that drives me crazy is to hear people always find something to blame outside uh, you know, it's the competition, it's the economy, there's new, new regulation. All these things are keeping me from finding success. And, uh, and I've really tried to root that out of my psyche over the course of the last couple of years. And so I think you're going to help me do that even more in the next 12 minutes as we, as we speak through this. So how, you know, tell me where this starts and, and, and how we're going to get into this idea that the troubles that a business face most likely are coming from the inside. Let me set it up this way. I, I have a great uh, friend who's a, a theologian uh, who I have the opportunity to spend some time with uh, uh, in deep conversation. And uh, not long ago, uh, he told me, he said, you know, the real truth exists generally when you turn a statement upside down. And, and that had a profound impact on me. And so uh, let me tell you why this is one of my hot buttons right now. Uh, there's a piece of research uh, that just came out of, or, or an announcement that just came out of uh, McKinsey Consultants. Uh, and they felt that they had just discovered some great news. And uh, the great news they had landed on is this. Uh, the title of their white paper was, The State of Business Preparedness is Now Significantly Higher. And according to their study, uh, almost 60% of companies are now ready for any major changes in government regulations. They are ready for bad news about interest rates. They're ready for bad news about a global economic slowdown. Uh, and most have detailed plans for what to do in case of pandemics, natural disasters, or geopolitical instability. Uh, and all of this preparedness, of course, uh, has been done to inoculate them from failing to grow and, and disappointing their in investors. But if you turn that upside down, uh, there is a vast storehouse of research, our research and the research of others, that says that this kind of preparedness is absolutely a waste of time. Uh, investing time and money preparing for acts of God, uh, recessions, new regulations, or natural disasters is not going to protect your business from a stall in growth. In, in fact, uh, we, we have studied, uh, we've done a review of stalls over the uh, past four decades. And you know what we discovered? External events like a global economic slowdown or major changes in regulations are, have really only been responsible for about 17% of company slowdowns. What caused 83% of the serious performance stumbles during those 40 turbulent years, it was internal controllable issues, small stuff, inside stuff, uh, stuff executives know isn't right, but then they fail to act. And that causes the vast majority of stalls in business performance. And uh, that's a decades-old problem that, that persists. Uh, back as far as 50 years ago, uh, the great professor Jay Forrester, an author of MIT, uh, said that the looming failures in most companies are not the result of competitors or market trends. 
he, he concluded their own policies inevitably generate their troubles. So there have been great academics and great researchers who have been saying this for more than 50 years. But, but, but I, I was sitting yesterday thinking about uh, trying to come up with some examples. And uh, the first one that popped into my mind was this. Um, uh, you know, Krispy Kreme ha- ha- had been a darling of the financial world, and then all of a sudden, uh, they had missed a quarterly earnings report. And so there, I-, I was watching CNBC, and their CEO uh, went on uh, television uh, to proclaim uh, that the reason they had missed their budgets was because of, of the fad of new low-carb diets and high gas prices because people couldn't afford to drive to their stores. External and reasons. And then the more... I th- uh, external reasons. External reasons. And then, uh, and every time Hollywood has has a disappointing summer, what what, what they do is they blame digital. I mean, I just saw this again. They blame digital technology and big demographic shifts. What nobody says is, we put out a whole bunch of crummy blockbusters for the summer box office slump. And the other one that occurred to me yesterday is happening in mainstream media, uh, major newspapers, uh, the New York Times group, uh, radio and television. They are still telling analysts. They're still telling analysts, and they have been telling analysts for 10 years, that it's new technology like YouTube and Google and Facebook. That's the reason for their financial performance and why it stinks. And the examples go on and on. Uh, we have a real tendency uh, to be veritable excuse factories always pointing our finger at external events when research demonstrates that external events have only been responsible for 17% of business slowdowns. 83% of the serious performance stumbles are because of internal controllable issues that we just don't pay attention to. And I can hear people right now. I, there, there has to be somebody saying, "Well, but that's just not the case with me. I'm part of the 17 percent, but the 17 percent uh-huh. is very small." <laughs> so, so, how do we start to really? I mean, this this is where we require that we turn the magnifying glass on ourselves and ask some really hard questions to figure out what exactly is going on inside my organization that's causing the problem why are my sales low why the constant turnover why am i having such a hard time getting new customers correct uh, uh that's 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 exactly correct and there there's a old throwaway line and the last thing i want to do is invoke uh, you know old sayings I, I i i heard a decade or two decades ago that that dates you that kind of makes you sound old uh but it's that people respect what management inspects and um, I find in business a lot of people uh, are delusional about the actual state of their business. And what every business needs is they need a monthly report card. And that report card has to go far beyond the profit and loss statement, far beyond the balance sheet. Uh, you've got to pay the exact same amount of attention to sales, production, people, the supply chain that you pay to the financial information. And it has to be that detailed. It has to absolutely tell the story. And then once you have that monthly report card on all of those aspects of your business, then every month you have to say, what is the plan to write this during the next four-week period? What, what is the plan? Uh, you've got to pay attention to the internals. The big overreaching or the, the, the huge problem with business 
is most businesses are built only to service existing demand in the marketplace. They don't know how to create demand, uh, and, and, and that is the source of most companies' troubles. Uh, l- let me flush that out with, uh, with some numbers. When, when we were going to work on the research for my book, Think Big, Act Small, uh, we ran calculations on about 75,000 companies asking the question, how many companies in the U.S. marketplace have increased their revenues double digits every year organically for 10 years without a miss? And then, subsequent, and, and then additionally, how many of those have managed to increase their profits double digits every year for 10 years without a miss? So out of the 72,000 private and publicly held companies that we studied, fewer than 120 had been able to achieve revenue increases of double digits every year for 10 years without a miss. But of those 120, only 10 had also grown the profit line. And what we discovered inside these companies is they have mastered the art of creating demand. You know, if you have a company or a business and the economy's hot, it's not very hard to be hot. If you're in a region that's hot, it's probably not that hard to be hot. If you've got a hot product and lots of demand, it's probably not that hard to be good. But the major failing of most businesses is, is they don't know how to create demand. If you don't know how to create demand, you are not in charge of your own financial destiny, of yourself, and of your company. And so most people are, are focused on the wrong thing. And what every organization has to be focused on uh, with a laser focus is how you create demand because this is what ensures the financial future of the organization. So you've given us two things that we need to be doing, focusing on. Number one, we need to have a monthly report card in order to identify those areas where we might be having a problem so that we can spend the next four months making the corrections. And then we've got to be able to master the art continually of creating demand. Uh, You do those two things... And business becomes very, very simple, and but much more say, fun as the old, <laughs> and, and, and much more fun as and, and much more fun. Uh, but sometimes simple is not necessarily easy, uh, because we all have a tendency to make everything a lot more complicated than it is. But when when a business owner or a manager, uh, you know, writes that statement on the wall. We're going to master the art of creating demand and keep that statement in front of them continually. It keeps reminding them of what they've got to be doing because it's that that's hard work. I'm sitting there thinking about how do I, you know, how do I do that in my business and what's going on? Uh, that's going to take some continual tweaking and continual attention from a business owner. Uh, it's it's like uh, everything else in life. I mean, it takes a while to develop a, a good new habit, and so uh, you have to do whatever you have to do as long as you have to do it until it becomes a habit. Uh, the, the number one objective of every business, number one objective, the number one objective should not be to make a profit uh, because if you only exist to make a profit, you'll, you'll get involved in all kinds of untoward activities just to make a profit. The objective of every business is to find and keep a customer. And if you repeatedly find and keep customers, you can do everything else. I want to go back to the the, the monthly report card because you, you touched on it briefly that we you need to go deeper than just the balance sheet. 
So can yes. you give us some examples of what else needs to be on there when we go deep? And we've just got about a minute left, but I think that's one area where I can see there are some questions in the audience. Okay, so what do I need to have on that report card? Well, the major failing uh, of most report cards is they only cover the financials, only the financial performance. And so therefore, uh, because that's what we look at, that's what we spend our time with, I mean, that's what we work to master, uh, I mean, that's what we do. Uh, But my question is, uh, where's the report card of the people? Where's the report card on the sales activity? Where's the report card on the supply chain? Uh, Where's the report card on taking inefficiencies out of the business? All of these things have to be studied just as seriously as the financials of the company. And then the second part of that is once you've got that report in front of you, then you have to ask the question, what are, well, you've got to get the team together and you've got to say, okay, what are we going to do to correct these things right now? So you've got to be working across all of those uh, with the same degree of intensity as you look at the financials. And you've got to share that report card. I mean, the team's got to be involved. That can't be something that you get, you get, look at, and then throw in the drawer. Well, in an uh, earlier podcast, uh, uh, we, uh, we, uh, we invoked uh, Jack Stack, uh, the former head of uh, SRC Holdings, uh, one, of, one of the greatest CEOs who's ever existed. And uh, at every one of his plants... At Wednesday, on Wednesday at 12 noon, the plant stopped. Everybody gathered in the break room. One wall was a huge whiteboard, and everybody in the plant, everybody who worked in the plant, every worker, not only saw all the financial information for the week, how much money had come in, what the accounts receivable were, what the profit was for the week, but how many new customers they'd added, what the average purchase by each of those customers were, and everybody in the, uh, the top leadership of the plant, everybody got up and did a two-minute report. I mean, there, so everybody in every one of his plants knew everything that was going on in the company. That's the type of intensity that you need. Absolutely. All right. Jason Jennings, we are out of time today, uh, but you've given us some terrific takeaways. Uh, if folks can can implement these two things on putting that monthly report card together and then master the art of creating demand in your industry over the course of the next week and then put it into practice continually afterwards, you've helped a lot of people in the last 13 minutes. So thank you very much for that. This is The Game Changers. Jason Jennings, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, Dale, I'll look forward to it. Have a great week. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.